0: Hi folks, Curtis Shelburne here, and welcome to the Focus on Faith podcast. A good place just to be and breathe and hang out for a while as we share some words about life in Christ. And that's all of it, I think. Life, that is. The good, the bad, the fun, the sad, the deepest joys, the toughest sorrows, all of it. I think we're going to have a good time, and I hope you enjoy this. If you enjoy this, I hope you tell your friends about it. This episode, episode 7, is called Drips, Crickets, and a Pandemic. I don't know what time of year it is as you're listening to this, but I'll just tell you right now, it is hot here at this very moment as I'm recording. In fact, it kind of helps me to think of you and maybe to dream of a future where you're actually listening to this with some snow on the ground and a little ice and maybe a good cup of coffee in a fireplace and a lot of the good things that winter brings, hot tea, books, etc., a little skiing, all of that kind of stuff, and I just love it, not to mention Christmas. Well, it is hot here. Did I mention that? It's bumping up around 108 degrees, and it has been for a day or two, and it looks like it will be for a day or a few. And so it's just pretty hard to imagine a cool place right now. I think I'm a bear in reverse. If I was a bear, I would not hibernate during the winter. That would be my best time. I would hibernate during the summer after about four yard mowings and two or three hundred degree days. And I'd just like to skip the rest of it. But anyway, here we are. May I suggest, as we began, a rousing chorus of Let It Snow. It should be easy to sing it with conviction, hands lifted high to the sky, eyes closed with pained and or ecstatic looks of revelry. And in this case, contrary to my usual opinion, I think maybe 72 or so choruses are most appropriate. Anyway, what a year it's been, and why should the summer be anything but unusual and strange? And so it has been. They say that the heat is supposed to be the enemy of COVID-19, but they've said a lot of things so far that they later reversed themselves on, and I don't know what the truth is about that. But if the heat is the enemy of the coronavirus, it should be boiled very quickly. Anyway, hang in there. It may be that you're listening to this uh, and wishing that it could be a little warmer. As you listen, this too, this 108 degree weather will pass or melt with fervent heat whichever comes first. Well, it's a little hard for me to believe that we're already at episode number seven in this podcast. We're way early in this journey. And as I mentioned early on, I think I'll tell you just a little bit about me each time. As I've said, I'm a pastor, a writer, a singer, a record maker, an editor, a copy editor, an audiobook narrator, a husband, a father, a grandfather, one of the best things of all and truly best of all a child of God. By the way, I took my grandson fishing this last week a little bit in what we call Lake Muleshoe. It's a very small little lake with some very small little fish, but we reeled in and threw back almost 80 of them. We split it pretty much equally, although I really do think he beat me. We had a great time fishing together, and that was an incredible blessing to get to do that. Hey, that's one really good thing about summer. It was fun. I might tell you a story about that particular experience at some point, but right now I'll just say I like telling stories and sharing life, and I hope that some of the stories and anecdotes and experiences we talk about on this podcast you might resonate with as well. What I'd really appreciate most of all, if you enjoy what you're hearing here, is for you to subscribe and tell somebody else about the podcast and where to find it. You very likely at this point already have a podcast player app. And you found this podcast on that app, and that's easy to do. Right now, we already are on almost all of the apps in their search engine. You can find Focus on Faith with Curtis Shelburne. Just plug it in there and, and do a little search. It'll probably come up. It may be that the very simplest way for you to listen or subscribe right now is just to go to your computer or other device and just go straight to my website at www. Curtis Shelburne, no space and there's an E on the end of that, .com, www.curtisshelburn.com. At the top right, click on Podcast. You can listen to episodes right there, but I hope you'll go ahead and subscribe while you're at it. Drop on down and you'll see the names of a bunch of podcast directories and player apps where you can find this podcast, and you can take it from there. Thanks for listening, and thanks for subscribing. Well, we all have times in our lives when there are some pretty serious storms. Winds and waves of sorrow or pain or perplexity, sometimes they threaten to swamp us and send the vessels of our lives to the bottom. When those winds howl, we recognize the threat. It's no fun to ride out a storm, and we've had plenty of opportunities to ruminate on that a little bit during the last few months. But you know, a lot of the time, it's not the stormy downpour of pain that capsizes lives. Sometimes it's just the little things that add up. Here comes another medical bill. It wasn't a huge thing. It's just a whole bunch of little ones. And the car. Ah, that old jalopy's trying to fall apart, and it's just dollaring us to death. Here come college costs. Can you really read a tuition bill and make any sense out of the thing? Or maybe it's just a steady bit of hard work that comes in your job, a job in which you can never say, I'm done, and just really stop, because you don't make widgets, and there's nobody at the factory making widgets who keeps on making widgets uh, when you go home. Pretty much everything stops, and so your job doesn't. A lot of folks know what it's like to have a boss who just seems impossible to please and has more mood swings than the old mood ring of the 1970s. So many hats to wear. The pressure of trying to do a good job at all of them. Too many yeses to too many commitments. And suddenly, though it really wasn't sudden at all, the boat is just about ready to go down. It's the weight of all of those things that just piles up. And wow, it gets to be a a pretty heavy thing. Well, hang on then. Stay with us. We're going to talk about that kind of thing in just a few moments. Now at this point in the podcast, what I would love to see happen in the future is for me to bring you here a little word from our sponsor. The fact is we don't have a sponsor just yet, and I'm kind of the sponsor. We'll see what happens down the line, but I want to tell you about some things that I think you might be interested in. I'm such a money grubber. Let me tell you right now about something that is absolutely free. One of the hats that I wear, I've mentioned earlier, is that of Editor. A long time ago, over 36 years ago, I guess pushing 37, my brother Gene called me and said, hey, would you come on as managing editor of the Christian Appeal magazine? Now, Gene had been senior editor for a long time. Well, he'd been the only editor for a long time, and he was going to take the title of senior editor very much deserved. He'd been working with that little magazine since it's been in its basically present form, which has been now a little over 60 years, and so it'd been going a while, and he thought that I could help him with that, and maybe he would enjoy doing so, and maybe it'd be a ministry that we could share together, and we have. It's been a great blessing. In that little devotional magazine every month, we try to put some articles out that we think could bless God's people, and we try to put the kind of articles out that are quality writing, that are inspirational, and that are well done. We try to put out the kind of material that I think almost any Christian could pick up and enjoy and derive benefit from. Well, you tell me, if you would like to subscribe to the Christian Appeal Monthly Devotional Magazine, then we would love to send it to you absolutely free. A while back, we went to totally free subscriptions because our donors had been generous and we wanted to make it available to more people. So if you'd like to subscribe, I'd suggest that you go over to our website, www.christianappeal.com. You can go over there and look at our present issue, look at back issues. Oh boy, you can look through about 60 years of them. And you can see if this might be something you're interested in. We would love for you to subscribe. And there is a contact box there. All you have to do is send us your name and address and that information, and we'll be happy to put you on our list of free subscribers. I think you'll like it. If you decide you don't, well, it only costs $50 to unsubscribe. No, I'm kidding. It's absolutely free and easy just to unsubscribe, and you can do that. But we'd love to send it to you free. I think you'll enjoy it. www.christianappeal.com and now, Let's focus on faith. (music) Drips, crickets, and a pandemic. My brother Jim has long said that those are the sorts of things that finally drive you over the edge when you're already under stress. Along the same line, we might recall an agricultural metaphor. Well, that was just the straw that broke it. The old wagon or cart or trailer or pickup was handling the load of straw pretty well, maybe just showing a little stress as the weight was piled on, and then somebody dropped on one more straw. The last one. Just one. A little thing. But one straw too many, and that's when the axle broke and the whole thing came crashing down. Crash! Or... Drip, 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 or chirp, chirp, chirp. That's annoying. What it really is is stridulating. S T R I D U L A T I N G. By the way, that I've discovered is what crickets are doing when they make that chirping sound. Now, I almost wrote, and I quote, chirp, comma, chirp, comma, chirp, period, end quotes. Yes, chirp, 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 with a period at the end. The Brits call a period a full stop. But there's the point. There's no full stop to it. The maddening sound doesn't stop. It just goes on and on and on. And that's why I used an ellipsis at the end of those three-word series, just because it doesn't stop. There's no period to it. I suppose the aforementioned crash is a sort of stop, just not the sort you want. The crashes come in different forms and severities. The kids are playing, really as they pretty much always do, But the noise just seems to get louder and louder, and that's when you blow up. Your spouse didn't mean to say anything to tick you off, but suddenly and seriously ticked off you were, and you felt like your head blew up just before you shot your mouth off, thereby shooting yourself in the foot. Shots fired. Your aging auto fleet has been needing regular patches and fixes and $100 bills plugged into leaks and rattles for months, but finally... One rattle trap needs 15 C-notes shoved into its transmission. That's when your fuse blew. Maybe it's just a rough stretch for your family. I remember one very good counselor and friend telling me, Hey, Curtis, every family has a barometer. It may be mom, it may be dad, it very likely may be one of the kids. You know that you're moving fast too fast. You know that you're working too much. You know that there's been some stress involved in the whole situation, in that whole family system, but there's one member of the family who serves as the barometer, certainly in this situation, and they show the stress. And it's not just that little person's or that big person's particular problem. It's the problem of the whole family system. It's just under too much pressure. You need to pay attention to the barometer. So maybe it's a rough stretch for your entire family. Maybe it's rough sailing at work, or maybe it's a more than bumpy patch for the whole country and beyond. Maybe it's been one of those days, or one of those weeks, or just maybe a particularly long stretch like a year, say 2020 for example, that shall live in infamy. We've all had bad days when we found ourselves needing most of the next day to retrace our steps and apologize to the folks we ran into or across or over, on the day before. Maybe we'd used harsh words. Maybe we'd skewered someone with a sharp tongue. And we know that our world sees way too many incidents all of the time where tempers flare and fists fly, or a trigger gets pulled. Road rage, physical abuse, workplace violence, relational dysfunction, and mayhem of all sorts. What happens when a pandemic is added to the mix? And when people who rightly think they have free speech wrongly choose to become mobs who loot and vandals who tear down statues and very much ought to be in jail. Oh, a lot of the protests that we have seen recently were conducted as they should have been, and by far the majority of the protesters were not violent. They were making their opinion known in ways that they certainly have every right to do. I'm thankful for that. But when we go overboard, when... Dealing with real social problems becomes venting rage rather than seeking solutions. When we're tearing down public property, whether we like it or not, not because we've changed the law or we've made new rules or regulations, we've made new statutes, whatever, we've gone through the right process, when we just take it into our own hands, what's wrong with that? Plenty's wrong with that, I think. What about in our own personal lives when, in one way or another, whether it's some kind of perceived or real slight, or a mask, or a loud opinion about a mask, or a bump, or a word, or a smirk, or a good law, or a stupid law, or a text, or a tweet, or a load of self-righteousness, or a wad of virtue signaling, or any kind of a million ways to try to exert some control over what we're having precious little success controlling as our whole world seems out of control, or name any of a thousand things. Well, in a time like this of great stress, not just for each of us personally, but for our whole society and even beyond that, in a time of great stress, it doesn't take many drips or crickets to lead to a crash. Burnouts, burn-ups, blow-ups. And people get hurt. They end up wounded and wounding, bleeding and drawing blood, hurting and hurtful, sad and And angry. What to do? You tell me right now because I'm fed up. Okay, breathe. I might suggest a stroll. I might suggest some silence. I'm not kidding about some deep breaths, even a little time doing something you love each day, even if you can only find a few minutes each day. I'd suggest remembering very specifically who you love. And who loves you? A hug. Virus be hanged. A prayer. A walk. A talk with someone who builds you up. Think about what's still good. Tell someone thanks. Take a nap, even a short one. Turn off a screen. Watch a sunrise or sunset. Pet a dog or a cat if you're desperate. Read what God says about being quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger, and ask for His help to be sure you do not let the sun go down on your wrath. That means don't go to bed mad. But did I mention your spouse? Should I mention or apologize for mentioning that you and your spouse have a license for some stress relief? Give some grace. Right now might be good. Receive some grace. It's yours right now. Just ask God for it. God is not short of grace, of power, of peace, of love, of comfort. We need it. And our God promises to give it. Yes, in the midst of drips and crickets, frustrations and fears, and even the occasional pandemic. Well, again, thank you for joining us on this Focus on Faith with Curtis Shelburne podcast. I am so glad you chose to join us, and I hope you'll come back and spend some time with us again. If you like it, why don't you tell some friends about it? Sure would appreciate it. Have a great day.